Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And today's quote of the week is by Ricky Rogers. Strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you thought you could not do. Today, we have an outstanding guest expert for you. Michael or Mike Cinelli leads NASA's Apollo Challenger Columbia Lessons Learned Program, directing and developing a wide array of activities to innovatively and effectively share the agency's lessons learned to help powerfully influence NASA's mission success across all programs and missions. He has done a tremendous amount through the years, and we will put his entire bio into the show notes. I encourage you to uh, check that out, but I want to just mention a few of the awards that he's had. Um, he's received, oh my gosh, throughout his career, uh, the prestigious Silver Snoopy Award, the NASA Exceptional Service Medal, Launch and Landing Leadership Award, Launch Countdown Simulation, Contingency Leadership Award, Columbia Recovery Team Award, and a NASA Quest Outreach Award, among many others. He's done a lot, but I'd, I'd really like for him to share with you his journey. So let's bring him on now. Hello, Mike. How are you? Heather, it's so great to be with you and the uh, From Fear to Fire audience today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Everyone listening, you're going to love Mike. I've seen him speak and his message is incredibly powerful. But before we get into that, Mike, can you give a little bit more background? I mean, you've done some incredible things as, uh, you know, the NASA test director for the space shuttle program. You've, you've done a lot with ground support systems. Can you share a little bit more about your journey? Definitely, I can, Harris. Thank you. I, um, oh, you know, basically, bottom line, I'm, I'm a kid who got lucky. <laughs> um, I, I'm living my dream and my goal. I always wanted to be involved in the space program and launch rockets when I was a little kid. And I kind of spent my whole life going in that direction. So uh, the fact that now I've been doing this officially for 26 years and counting, um, working with NASA in the space program, I just couldn't be happier and um, just thankful for that. And I started off Early in my early days as a space shuttle engineer, uh, learning the engineering parts of the space shuttle for a single system, and then kind of build myself up and uh, worked up to an overall integration engineer. So I learned a little bit about the shuttle, then I worked up and tried to learn everything I could about the shuttle and to be responsible for that uh, in the engineering world. And then I said, well, let's try something different. So I kind of slid over to the operations side of the, the puzzle, mm -hmm. and I wanted to learn how the operations world works. So spent uh, well over a decade in that world. And then now I've kind of slid over to the safety world, the third leg of the stool, if you will, mm -hmm. um, trying to make sure that we take the all the things we learn in engineering, all the things we learn in operations, and really make sure we focus on those through a safety lens uh, with a specific focus, Heather, of really making sure we look at our past, uh, looking at it very clearly, uh, and through that lens of the past, really focus on our future so we increase our mission success going forward. Mm, that's amazing. Yet you, what you've done so far has been absolutely incredible. And, and it ties in from fear to fire is really about 
helping people understand um, the lessons that have been learned in our lives and our businesses and all of that. And so what you're doing is is going to provide a lot of insights for people. Tell us a little bit more specifically about the uh, NASA's Apollo Challenger Columbia Lessons Learned Program, where you are focusing right now. I definitely. Um, well, um, several years ago, um, about almost eight years ago now, um, I had this concept, and it was from actually um, we had made we had made Columbia accessible, and we just opened the nation's memorial called Forever Remembered, a project I had the honor to lead, uh, honoring the crews of Space Shuttle Challenger and Space Shuttle Columbia. And through that process, um, it was a, just a, a beautiful and humbling opportunity to honor these amazing folks that that sacrificed for all of us. And I kept thinking, you know, there's there's more to this story. You know, we got to remember them, but there's much more that they sacrificed for. We really have to make sure we learned um, why those events happened. You know, what missteps were taken, and really look at them very clearly and, and make sure we fully understand. You know, as time goes on and history goes on. Um, you know, the past can kind of get clouded a little bit, right? We can somewhat lose our focus of kind of remember it through a different prism, if you will. So I wanted to make sure as we go forward and, and, and push the envelope and do exciting things that we did lose those hard fought lessons mm -hmm. and then find a way to apply those into what we're doing today. So they become as relevant today as they were uh, decades ago. Mm. I think that is incredibly important. And so it, can you get share with us like one of those lessons that you that you can specifically relate about that you got from what had happened and that you're implementing now for moving forward? Certainly. Uh, and we have so many, which is the wonderful part. And I'll start off by saying, Heather, the, the amazing part, and I, and I um, offer to your audience to think of this in their own professional and personal lives. A lot of these lessons I speak of are so applicable across all genres. Yes. So they may sound like we're talking about rockets, but you could apply those equally to race cars and everything else in life. So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's the power of these lessons. They're really transmittable across all sectors. So for example, um, we have a concept uh, that, that came out of the Challenger accident and that's called normalization of deviance. And that sounds kind of a strange terminology, right? Normalization of deviance, what does that mean? Well, if you break it down really simply, what that means is something that happens over and over again, we start to accept it as normal. You know, we get used to things. And, and as human beings, I'd humbly submit, you know, we get really good at adapting to change, which is a great thing, right? Getting adapting to change. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there's negative change that gets put in there. Um, so, for example, in our personal lives, I mean, I'm not sure about in the audience, but maybe you can relate to me here. Hope it's not just me, Heather. <laughs> but you know, we we have our car, right? And I remember, you know, driving down the road, and boy, my car does not act like it did when I drove off the lot. You know, mm -hmm. I've got that little little yellow light on the dashboard that doesn't go off as much as it should. I've got that little knock in the engine, maybe a thump in the tire, and over time, that's normal. So when I'm driving down the road and that little light goes off, I start thinking, well, geez, that's kind of weird. That that little light on the dashboard that went off, that should be on. <laughs> and then, then you stop for a second and say, wait a second, just because it's been on the last six months, if that light was on when I bought the car, I wouldn't have bought the car. And so right. we get normalized to expecting things and, and no different in the space program. You know, we had for Challenger um, in, in any rocket, or any program, you know, things creep in. So we had different anomalies and different off nominal scenarios, off normal scenarios. Mm -hmm. And in Challenger's case, it was 
uh, we had some issues with our solid rocket boosters. And we started to see little microscopic and, and small amounts of degradation to some of the seals and joints. And that wasn't ignored by the team. Uh, that wasn't pushed aside, but it became almost normalized. As the team were, teams were working and trying to understand it, it almost became an expected condition. It wasn't a design specification, but it got expected. And we got more comfortable with it over time. And unfortunately, we got too comfortable with it. Uh, and that led us down the path and the right conditions uh, for the loss of challengers. So, so that's an example where we can get so used to something that we start to normalize over time. The hard part with that is everything in life is constantly changing, right? That's what life is all about. So how do you pick out those little nuggets of bad change when you've got so many good changes and other normal changes happening around you? You have to be really vigilant and sharp to pick out those little points where you recognize that one that's going to get you. Hmm. You know, I think that this is, like you said, it's so valuable in, in our entire life. And yes, you're right. You are so not alone in <laughs> those lessons, uh, the normalization of it. And I, I'm going to freely admit that I've have had some issues specifically with my car and not necessarily paying attention to certain noises that I should have. But also, you know, in our relationships, maybe you have a, a feeling where someone is not necessarily treating you with the respect, but maybe it was subtle, right? And and then mm -hmm, yeah. and maybe it gets a little bit worse and maybe it gets a little bit worse. And you, you're, um, you're not necessarily... Uh, noticing the, those subtleties. So you're not doing anything about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This is not good. I, I shouldn't be treated this way. And I think that there are many, many situations with our processes, the way we do business, the way that we show up that can sometimes um, be caught in that. I'm going to ask you to repeat the term normalization of the de deviant. Can you say it again? Yes, definitely. Normalization of deviant. Oh, of deviance. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that that is um, something that we probably all experience as humans. And that was a, a, a lesson that from that uh, with the challenger that you've been able to make sure to look out for with other things that you're working on, it's helped you, right? It definitely. And, you know, and you made a great point. Uh, thank you for sharing that example, even in our personal lives, Heather, because it's spot on correct. I mean, what's interesting with this program as well is when we started out, I was hoping to, you know, I started off with a attainable goal, right? So I wanted to bring this lesson to the NASA workforce. So we took it to the NASA workforce, had a really good reception. So we said, well, geez, if it's applicable to them, let's expand it to the contractor workforce. So we expanded it out. Uh, very thankfully, got a very strong response. We said, well, let's take it to our commercial partners in the space program. So we pushed it out that far. Great response back, very applicable across the genres. And, and I'm really excited to say today, over 75% of the collaborations and interactions that we have are completely outside of NASA and aerospace altogether. It is tremendously humbling and just wonderful to think about. We're reaching sectors of the economy and folks that are not a direct relationship to, to launching rockets. So we're working with the medical community, with the banking industry, with um, commercial industries, transportation industries, um, wow. of course, aviation and other sectors, a sporting industry, because uh, a lot of these lessons, when you really, you know, scratch off the surface a little bit, you'll see the applicability, just like your example, so well illustrated, 
it's really transmittable and applicable across all kinds of genres. And, and that's really the exciting part. Empowering is we have the opportunity through through the hard loss and sacrifice of our friends and heroes, we have an opportunity to respectfully share those and maybe help a lot of people um, in a lot of different ways. That's amazing. And you know, that must feel really good from, from where you are to know that it, that, that ripple, right? I think we all have the capacity to make ripples in the world. And, and sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't, right? From, from just you seeing somebody, a coworker who's, who's feeling down, giving them a smile and saying, Hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about you can make a ripple effect in everyone that they then touch throughout the day. But for you, you actually get the opportunity to be able to, to, to track a lot of people that you're touching with this information. So can you speak a little bit more about these collaboration opportunities? Definitely. Uh, and you so well said it. It just takes that little bit, right? A little bit of a ripple in the pond to really do something. And and everyone listening is empowered in your family to be done and your work professional uh, workspaces as well. It doesn't take much. It just takes that commitment and vigilance, I think, to carry it through. Mm-hmm. Um, so the collaborations happen in different ways. And, and really the genesis of that is um, I, I really try to make an approach in, in working the, in creating development program that's you reach people in all different ways. So we have um, we have uh, methods we're using, such as we're working on doing film documentaries. So we're reach- reaching people through that. Um, we've actually had a song written, so we're trying to reach it through art. Uh, we worked on book projects. Uh, we do multimedia productions. Um, I have the honor to uh, occasionally go out and speak across the country and do live events or workshop events. Or so there's there's all kinds of ways we're reaching people. Sometimes it's through media. Sometimes it's through, um, through more formal processes, um, certain projects that we collaborate with the media companies or, uh, organizations. Sometimes they'll bring me in or we'll have do podcasts or do other virtual uh, presentations where we take the messages into their workspace. Um, so I really try to meet the folks that we can help where best can serve them. Mm. Uh, Cause one size certainly doesn't fit all. Um, but we think if I try several different methods and genres, uh, it's going to be um, more applicable to different folks and we can reach a larger audience. Uh, in some ways, like I said, sometimes it's an exchange. We'll go into a, um, a staff meeting or we'll go into a, a formal hall, perhaps with, with hundreds of people and have a dialogue mm-hmm. and talk about the lessons um, that we learned and the missteps that we made and be very frank and honest about um, you know, how NASA tried its best, but fell short in certain cases, what we learned from that and what we do to try to prevent that. And then my hope, Heather, is as I'm, I'm sharing these, these difficult stories to share, um, folks in the audience, everyone from the senior most leaders uh, down to the, the, the newest employee on the job can look and say, boy, you know, does that sound like something in my workspace? Does that sound like a meeting we just had? Is that perhaps a conflict that I see happening in the workplace or, or perhaps something leading to a product launch? And I need to say, you know, let's talk about this and let's, let's see what NASA did and didn't do and then apply that. How can we apply that to our job and hopefully intersect before something bad happens? Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's that being the catalyst to, to get them thinking about what they're doing um, in their own space. You know, there are so many things that... I, I want to point out about what you just mentioned, um, opening the dialogue, 
I think that that is super important that it's not one-sided, that we're having these conversations where it's okay to admit when we've made a mistake, because that's how we learn from it. And that leads to the second point that I think is super important. And that is the transparency because you, you were able to come in and explain what had happened. It, it almost that transparency allows other people to let down their guard and, and talk about the process of what worked, what didn't work and how we can learn and move forward because that's the way um that's the way that we need to navigate the future and all of these changes that we're talking about i i really appreciate this process and i i do want you to take just a moment to speak a little bit more about 16 minutes from home you you were part of uh were you part of writing that song yes Yes, actually. Well. Tell me about tell me about how that worked because and and anyone listening, be aware that if it's okay with Mike, I would like to put a link to this this powerful video um, in the show notes. So, Mike, tell us a little bit more about it and let us know if I'm able to do that. Certainly. Um, well, thank you, thank you, and yes, you can. Um, uh, you know, when we're looking at different ways to share this message and, and reaching folks, right? Because everybody, everybody has different ways they like to be reached. And, and I think one of the powerful ways to reach people on a human connection level is through art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and music is certainly part of that, right? Music can touch our souls. It can, it can make us tap our, tap our toes uh, or get up and move, right? So music has a very powerful um, part in the human psyche. And so as we were approaching the 10th, uh, anniversary of our loss of Columbia. Uh, this was uh, back in uh, 2012. Uh, we were looking at that, and we were trying to find a way to honor our fallen colleagues and heroes. And so the concept came up. I had a concept. Of, well, let's how about if we write a song? Um, so I'm not a songwriter. I don't proclaim to be one, um, and I'm more an engineer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But um, fortunately, in the family, my nephew was a national songwriter, so I reached out and. Said, hey, here's an idea. Um, I need some help. I need some help from an expert, right? So, can you help me? Um, and we sat down uh, for several months and together wrote this song. And I'm really just humbled how I think it was helped from above, inspired from above. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wrote this song. Uh, it was produced by the Astro Memorial Foundation and then performed live for all of the families of the Columbia um, astronauts that we lost. Mm-hmm. at the 10th Memorial Remembrance at the Kennedy Space Center Live. And uh, it was such a humbling feeling to watch. Hopefully this song gives some comfort um, to to the families um, and to all of those that still feel the loss. And then also be inspired that we're not going to forget our, our colleagues. We're not going to forget our heroes. Yes. And we're going to continue to, we're going to carry them on. They're going to carry us on in the future. Mm-hmm. And together we're going to make this a better world. So that's the inspiration for the song. Um, and I'm just humbled that uh, it was received so well. It, it, it is, it, it is, um, it, it is quite amazing. And so for those of you listening, I do encourage you to, uh, to take a look at that link, the video that we have there with that message um, to be able to honor um, the people, the, the astronauts, what that, that the heroes that 
lost their lives in a way that helps so many people. Um, it, it does really touch the soul. And uh, if you if you had some some words of wisdom beyond what you've already said, if you could kind of condense it into a a nugget that you want to make sure every listener walks away with, what do you think that you tell them? I would say, um, I think one of the most important things we can do is to do our best to understand each other and to walk in the other person's shoes or see that from their point of view um, and really relate on that level. And I say that, Heather, because um, when you look at a lot of these accidents um, and issues, right, it could be anything from, as you mentioned earlier, personal relationship issues, which I'm not an expert in, but you could relate it to that, or you can relate it to in the professional workspace. And you boil it down into the accident chain and investigations. It's often miscommunication. Uh, mm -hmm. Communication is either in the top five or the top one of almost every accident or every mishap. And often when you read the dialogue or the testimony, it's misinterpretation, misunderstanding, or uh, perhaps um, having inferences that aren't exactly right. Um, so I always invite our engineers and younger folks to, you know, look at the perspective from different folks. So in other words, um, you know, when you're, when you're talking to your management and leadership, and they say you're at the beginning levels, you're at the entry level position, um, or anywhere through, and you have to talk to a senior leader or a senior most leader, it can be scary, right? It can be nervous. It can be so, so practice your skills now, get ready, get your A game built today so you can communicate and then understand what shoes they're walking in. You know, we can often see is this person versus me or this department versus this department. And it's not really should be the case. We all have this common mission, no matter what we're doing, we have those basic common goals and, you know, understanding what your CEO or what your senior leaders, you know, what information are they looking for? What will help them? You know, what is their knowledge base? And I always tell our engineers, you know, when you're going to tell them, say, a problem about launch countdown, put it in words that they can relate to. You know, their job is understand what their function is. You know, they're, maybe they're not the ones and zeros and they know what the circuit board is all about, but they're tasked with making the overall decision at the highest level. So give them the information in a way and communicate effectively so they can use that the best they can because they want to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, if you're a CEO, realize what on the other through the spectrum, I would humbly suggest, you know, remember back or, or, or ponder what it's like to be someone um, at different layers of leadership or, or entry level, what it's like to come to a senior leader and talk to them. It can be scary, right? Your knees can be knocking. It's hard to approach and you'd want to bring bad news to the boss or you don't want to have maybe controversial opinions. So we have all those human dynamics put into that, right? Which makes us people, we all have those fears and those. Um, egos, right, and prejudices, mm -hmm. and all kinds of things that go into it. And but if we just, I would humbly suggest, think it through the other person's lens and eyes. Of we have a common goal, we all want to do the right thing. But how can I help this person do their job better? How can they help me do this better? I think it would clear up a lot of miscommunication, and people would do that. So um, it, it's easy to have our focus through our eyes, but. I know for myself, it's hard to hear it through their ears and hear it th and see it through their eyes. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a goal I strive for every day to get better at. Mm. You know, 
I, I need to carry you around in my pocket because this is, I, I talk a lot about miscommunications and how to improve communication and what you just said so succinctly and beautifully is that's the focal point. We need to look at it from the other person's perspective and be able to adapt our communication so that they can hear us because that's what we control. We, we can't control them actually hearing us, but we can control how we interact with them. And your suggestions are so valuable to improve all of our business and personal relationships. Um, I think that's fantastic the way that you sum that up. I would love for you to share how people might be able to get a hold of you uh, if you would like them to. And we'll put any um, links or anything into the show notes so that it's nice and easy for them. Definitely. Well, thank you, Heather. And we do have a, um, it's just short, it's about a 27 minute presentation. I'll mm -hmm. send you the link for that. And folks can learn about the program and what mm -hmm. we try to do and how you can collaborate. Um, of course, anyone is welcome to reach out um, either to me through the LinkedIn um, account, which we can also list through LinkedIn or through NASA Public Affairs. They can reach out more directly if they would like that method as well. Um, and what we try to do is really find ways that we can help folks and, and partner together. Um, you know, NASA's mission is to, to improve life for all mankind, right? So we're, our, it's a pretty audacious goal. We want to help everyone, yeah. right? So yeah. that's uh, not a small goal. It's a pretty large goal, yeah. but we're, we're committed to that. And we're very sincere about why we do what we do is really to make life better on earth. And so, you know, if we can find ways in different industries and different businesses or other methods to, to share what we've been through, what we've learned from it, um, often through a difficult process. Um, but we're, what we're so impassioned to share, if it helps other people be successful or help save lives, uh, there could be nothing better uh, for us to do. So, so I invite people to, to ponder about how we could possibly help um, if it's conversations, if it's uh, presentations or anything in between or podcasts like this one, mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, uh, we'd certainly entertain uh, options to work together. Oh, you know, thank you so much, Mike. And yes, everyone listening, I will put all of those links into the show notes for you. If you loved the inspiration, the, the, the words that Michael shared with you, please share this podcast out with your friends out into the world. And we always love those reviews. So thank you for those. Michael, one more time. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much. And best luck to everyone out there.